Hi, I'm Glenroy. And I'm Kareem, and welcome to the Fish Tea Podcast, where... Fabulous, here we've been huge strategy Jamaican queens talk about LGBTQ politics, pop culture, growing up in the Caribbean, life in the diaspora, and the work it takes to sustain love, life, and laughter in the midst of all the white noise. We're giving you everything, honey. Get into this mug. We're serving you a hot cup of fish tea. Bottoms up. Instinct, bitch. <laughs> Finally. It only took us three seasons. Oh, gosh. How much an episode. So, how has it been since I saw you last? I'm gonna, you didn't say this off here, so I'm going to make a statement again. For the people, you know, everybody did not follow up. Why go for the research? Right. So the dissertation, she Wednesday, right before Thanksgiving, my sanity, and, um, I had a meeting with the dissertation advisor, and of course, she, like we were talking, and I was like, you know, kind of had this epiphany, this is where it's going, da, 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 da. I think I'm ready to get it out there now, um, I'm going to edit it some more, but I want you to see this draft, give me some notes so we could get this date set, and um, she was like, of course, like, let's let's get it, ha- let's make this happen, so right after we're done, talk to her, I'm going to send her eight pages of just everything actually it's more than that because then i added an appendix and all these things so it looks more like a complete proposal send it to her and i'm waiting for her to um at some point this week to send it back to me with her notes so that i could send it out to the committee and finally schedule the proposal defense which is looking like it's going to happen um around the first no later than the second week of january so yes because she the date. i think she said like january 15th or 16th so Anybody know the local prayer, Muma, and local Obey man, just go and put the 15th or the 16th when I go talk to you. <laughs> well, positive, because I don't want to go carry it and then go, go Obey man for true. <laughs> By the way, how was Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was cute. Like it was the first year that we didn't really get to go to somebody's house or host a big dinner. I mean, mind you, we cook one whole of food, as because I thought all the way we know for apparate. But it was like pretty small and intimate for what we typically would have. So it was just like my dad and um, his friend that came over because they don't live far. And my brother's um, girlfriend was there with her kids. And that was it. That, like that was all. And then whoever lived here. And that was pretty much it. So all together, I think we had like, because you know, we can't have more than 10 people. We had two apartments. So that give me like, to 20. So <laughs> <laughs> we had like about. 12 altogether, which was, which wasn't too bad. And it was still a good night. Oh, nice. Not a bad. Not a bad at all. So how about you, honey? What's, 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 what's it giving? Well, <laughs> um, I did a cute little panel, um, this past, it was a Thursday. So it was, it was the day of Thanksgiving. Um, so the research paper that I was working on, it was formally published. There was a whole dissemination thing. So I was on this panel with, you know, two ministers of government and other, you know, you know, big government officials, you know, your girl was in a little blazer and her cute little heels. I'm like, yeah, girl, show them that it can be done. You know, you can show up and feel the show, right? You can look like this and still be taken seriously. So that was cute. Um, and just trying to finalizing things for, um, you know, next year, you know, with, with, we're in our... We're trying to plan earlier now. So I've been reviewing people's, you know, submissions for like different ideas for activities for next year. I'm going to look at it more closely because um, I want to make sure that everything is sorted. So on January morning, even if it's just a tweaking tweak this year, tweak that there, 
Um, by the second week of January, we should be off to the races. So I got the plan right now, wrapping up some stuff, you know, all the trainings that we couldn't get for happening, but are happening now. So a lot of that, you know, work was done and a tie up loose ends and get everything done. Um, me and mom was supposed to go um, furniture shopping today because don't have one Black Friday sale out. Everybody had a Black Friday sale out. Wouldn't be for going to work. So that was a no for her. So that plan changed. And then my daughter was supposed to come over and make it a help her study. But then something else changed. So my whole plan for today never really ended up happening. So I'm just relax. And as you know, you know, your girl I had a little shindig last night. <laughs> so, oh, it God. It was a cute little games night. You know, me and my friend, they were very competitive. So it did nice. You know, we play one drinking game. We play taboo. You know, we get a little KFC, we get a little pizza. It was a cute little vibe, you know, shade flying, you know, with a pair of little 90s dancer, and they would bring it up with a sofa, and we have little small levels of bubbling. It was a nice vibe, and it was within the legal limit. 15, so that met the girl in Northway. Right. I like, carry on legally. But it was cute. I'm make sure they know, say, it was also within curfew, so. Absolutely was, because I mean, by interest, every girl starts to go for the with all due respect, I apologize. Boy, Jamie, I was like, no, I'm not going to stop you. So I stopped them a good, good friend. So. It is what it is. Um, but with that being said, um, probably said that I know we are talking about all the restrictions we've had to deal with this year. Mm-hmm. And in the spirit of wrapping things up, um, yeah, I mean, the spirit of wrapping things up, I think today we're just going to talk about the year in review. What did we call it? What did we clear it? Of the battle, we did say, yeah, oh, I hear this. Everybody said, oh, I hear this at the start of 2020. And 2020 was like, it's my year, bitches. Right, right, right. <laughs> the real star of the show is. Um, and so we're just going to reflect on the year, in re- uh, this year in review as we prepare to wrap up another season of Fish Girl, I can't believe so we're for the third season already. Hello. What's up? I think with like almost 13,000 listens or something like that. Hey, yeah. Come to Fish one year. We're just having a answer. Yes, carry on. Yeah, I mean, it's been a lot. 2020 feel like five years. Mm-hmm. Like, so much things happen. My love, every, every, every day it turns something new out of left field. So I think the fact that we collectively made it through means that we deserve a little pat on our back, you know, fish tea continue notwithstanding right. all the trials and tribulations. So, I mean, maybe we can just, you know, top three highlights, lowlights, uh, just a key key. About all of it. So you can start. What are your three highlights for the year? Three to four. Um, highlights for the year. Jesus is hard because again, thinking through 2020 highlights. I would say, despite the fact that everything was shut down, I think I can honestly say for like on a personal and professional level, this year I've seen way more opportunities to kind of put myself out there to um really start to establish myself as like a professional or dare I say um, expert in my field of research and so on. So I participated in a lot of panels and webinars um, and I, I didn't even attend a lot of conferences, but those like invited presentations, I've given talks here and there and I'm just like, all 
space. Um, what else? Top three. I think this year is when I've recognized also kind of like a marked increase in my own self-development, self-improvement, self-growth, self-awareness, all those self-things um, has happened. But it's also been the year where I kind of learned a lot about navigating challenges in relationships and so on. So I am grateful for, I think, top three, those are my top three. We could talk later more about them afterwards, but what about you? Um, I think one of the, I mean, I think I had a couple of highlights. I mean, and they're not all centered around me. I don't even think they are centered around me. I think a definite highlight for me is um, watching Suel get this evening. Well, let me put it on together. Suel getting this evening and Christy getting the Fulbright Scholarship. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's just great to see the people around me succeeding. Like, I was really happy for Suel. And then Christy just, and then Christy's process was even longer because I had known, but then, I knew before that Christy got the scholarship before Sewell's confirmation. But the thing with Christy is that the Fulbright process is kind of different. So even though, you know, the scholarship is got, there are also some things to the school. So I'm just like, I don't put it away from that. Oh, gosh, I'm never come up with a girl. I say, yeah, yeah, I do that. Um, but yeah, um, I think that's definitely a highlight for me in terms of just watching my friends excel and, and you know, Believing and just it's just beautiful to see. I think that next highlight for me is also my relationship with my mother. Um, and just to see how you know how much more we've gotten closer. I think it was beautiful to kind of see how she's allowed herself to kind of engage with my kids, engage with my friends. Um, and also especially when me and her went out with Jay and his mom, and we all went out and had the fish. I think that was really nice for me because you know, five days ago you couldn't tell me and her. Couldn't tell me that Mena would have that moment. So, you know, notwithstanding a pandemic, we're able to kind of keep that, you know, relationship, friendship alive, you know. Um, and I think the thing for me um, that I was, I guess, became way more aware of, I think I oftentimes don't realize that the number of people who have, you know, respect for me and the work that I do. Um, people who are not a part of the community, I mean like allies and just people in general society who see the work and celebrate it. Um, and, I, and, and I got to kind of recognize, oh, oh you that bitch though. You that bitch though. And people like you. Um, and so that was nice. It's kind of nice to see, especially as you know, my role changes in the organization. It was one of those things that I, I kind of always was doubtful about which is kind of my ability to keep the wings of the organization spread wide so we could benefit from all of the relationships that have been built over the years i never felt like oh i had that much reach quote unquote and i think i'm learning that it may not look like someone else's but you definitely have something that people are drawn to and people like so that was great to kind of witness throughout the course of the year girl talk about that part right like recognizing that you that bitch. And it's not about being like cocky, but it's just really understanding that there are things that you bring to certain spaces right. that perhaps would otherwise not have been dynamic had you not been there or, um, and again, it's not about being, cause I've like even navigating this PhD process and this journey, right? 
even sitting on the panels, there are times when I'm there and I'm just like, oh God, what could I possibly bring to this situation? I remember thinking that the last one that I was on, that was, um, it was the biggest one that I was on for the year. It had like 400 attendees. And Ooh. the lady was kind of like giving the, the rundown of who was in the audience. She's like, we have the chancellor from here, the provost from here, the vice president of this university, the president of this university. And I'm on the panel with like the VP of this, 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 at that, that college, the executive director and founding director of the truth, racial healing and transformation, da, 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 the chancellor from my own university. And I'm there like, oh God, what can I possibly bring to this experience right now? Like me, little Kyrie. And then at the end, I think it's one of those moments where you're like, you know what, girl, something I need to just shut up. I'm going in the room with the thing because you count out yourself right now. And I realize that even as, like, it doesn't matter how minor you think your contribution is. And sometimes because we're in it so long, right, it's hard to see all of that. But you always bring something and you wouldn't have been there if you didn't bring something. So that was an important revelation. Yeah, I think it's very easy for, especially like younger people to, discount themselves when you when you when you when you are around people who are a little bit older but very well accomplished and I feel like it's it's the positive and negative for me like well not so much negative but it's that that balance right because I've always surrounded myself with people who you know are a bit more accomplished than me in different ways and that motivates me to kind of get back together so I will always tell people I love Sewell's work ethic because nobody works as hard as that girl. Nobody I respect it so much I love it so much. Um but, you know, being Swell's friend, sometimes they're just like, oh, 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 can I ever, you know? And it's not so much like, like, it's like competing, you just see something in somebody you want to emulate, you want to apply it um, to the way you do your thing. So I feel like you can get, lose sight of what you bring to the table easily if you're always around people that are doing great. But then I think it also low-key pushes you right. to yourself. Um, so, yeah, um, it's good every now and then to kind of remind yourself or recognize that, you know, you do come with value. Um, and there's a reason why people respect the things that you say. And I think the other thing, the, uh, the bonus thing is, I'm start going to gym in the middle of a pandemic, but tell us a gym is not a safe space. You know, it, it, it come with risk. And I mean, because I didn't go to the gym wanting to look like a particular body type, I just wanted to enhance blend. Mm-hmm. I love the, I, I'm enjoying that process. Um, and importantly, though, I had been on this journey of like loving my body as my body is prior to the gym. So right. it's not, oh, how I feel about my body now is dependent on that. But yeah, it can be nice, especially like when we wake up on morning time and, and, and a sweet bubble out girl and looking at the flats and you just mean I don't know, but I'm just expecting to do Nice! <laughs> so yeah, definitely um, grateful that I pushed myself. I think I challenged myself a little bit more this year than I did. Um, and in some ways, the pandemic gave me those opportunities because uh, usually, you know, yeah, you're, you're traveling for work, you're doing all these things, but now you're at home, you have a little bit more free time on your hands, quote unquote, mm-hmm. a little bit more flexibility. Um, and so it, it was easy to work it into my schedule. So now, even when I like go to a hotel for a residential training, I'm like, I just message my trainer, like, I'm not gonna be here for the next three days, give me a workout. Um, and he does that and I and I maintain the workouts and it's all good. Nice. Nice. Um, I mean, I think with notwithstanding, I think 2020 did really give us a lot of like opportunities to really get to know ourselves in 
ways that we probably didn't before or messages that we probably heard before known about ourselves, but it just amplified it throughout um, this experience. So, I mean, anything else that you have ex um, discovered about yourself? Um, not that come to mind right now. Right. Because um, it's been mostly on like the professional side. Many mm -hmm. um, I mean, things, anything particularly kind of stood out to me because of 2020. Um, but you know, a lot happened. So let's shift to, before we, before we talk about low lights, but let's shift to all of the news. Like, what were the, what were the three things that shock you, especially that year? Yeah? Um, there's three news items there, like, brass. Um, three. I think that, of course, like the pandemic, right? The way it just kind of unfolded was a shocker, right? Because if you had told me that when it first broke out, it was like, oh, we're just going to be here for two months right. on a whole year, right? So it started out as this distant thing. I had nothing to do with my daily life, right? Because it was just China. I'm like, damn, I hope they really get that shit under control. Good luck, China. Then you hear, oh, the first case is here. I'm like, oh, well, that's just one. We good anyways. Then the numbers just keep growing and you're like, what the hell? And then I think just being surrounded by death, especially in that early piece of it was a shocker. It's like, you know, people die, but to just hear death, death, death. And then like, even in my different circles, all I was getting was news of death, right? Oh, my mom just passed. My grandfather just passed. My dad just passed. I remember one week I had like seven different people report to me that somebody close to them had passed because of COVID or so whatever reason. Um, so that was definitely um, one of them. And then just like on the international scene, just the other shit, the other crazy shit that just was happening, right? So there's like all these floods, right? People were being killed for religious purposes or some bullshit of the sort. Um, SARS in Nigeria, like there's this different uprising in like throughout Africa. And I was just like, what in the world is going on? Like old people at Jamaica used to say, I end that time stories. And it honestly felt like end that time stories. So I think those things kind of. So on, on the other side, I did very shocked with the Jamaican election. I was very shocked at how badly the PNP lost. Mm -hmm. Lie. Like, but it feel like say the girls were gonna like, you know, the the JLP would have a comfortable would win comfortably. They get a one seat, a two seat, no stop. Them clear it up, clear it up. I did not see that coming. I mean, just 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 to kind of watch that happen. I think it also kind of signal. I guess for me, that whole politics happens in, in Jamaica has to be a little bit different. So that was shocking for me. Um, well, Wolipa people took the book, you know, like Wolipa stars, you know, kind of quote-unquote drop out. Ball was, I mean, what's his name, the basketballer? Was he this year? Yes, Kobe. Kobe. Um, oh, no, Chadwick Boseman. Jesus. Oh, my God, right. I remember when it happened, and there was just this collective sense of despair on Black Twitter. Mm -hmm. like, across the world. You could just but I felt like because of the relevance of Black Panther in the just you know public imaginary, we finally have a leading black man in a superhero movies. At that time, the superhero movies are one of the dominant genres. Um, and oftentimes you have 
black people relegated to sidekicks and all of those things. And you finally had somebody who, I mean, for all, I mean, we can't say respectability politics, but he's a king, he's a hero. He has respect for his culture. He has respect for his mother, you know, but he's still in tune, you know, he's still funny. He's the, he's a black guy that people would want to aspire to be. We finally had an image of a black guy that you, you, you aspire to be and to kind of lose the person that played that role to perfection. Right. Um, it was almost like, like in fact, it took so long for us to get here. I know that we're here. Mm-hmm. Who's the person that played it? It was just like a, that was the, that was the death that gripped me. Out of all of the celebrity deaths, and I know it's different for everyone. That one did kind of grab me. Right. Like, and I mean, I mean, you know, there was um, there was some killer was uh, killer. killer yeah. Um, the bag of orchid, them. Um, so feel like a couple earthquake they go out of the year too. Yeah, couple earthquake they go out of the year. Twenty twenty. Anything you think I'm doing? Because I remember I started to get my bathroom. I brush my teeth. The rest of the way, the place are shit. So I mean, the problem. <laughs> you know, you know the best way for checking there's an earthquake. Check Twitter. <laughs> Everybody start the survey. You feel the earthquake? You feel the earthquake? <laughs> Was that an earthquake? I mean, so yeah, I mean, uh, Chadwick Boseman definitely. I mean, he also shocked the Trump news because as we did the last time, you know, I didn't really expect the, you know, truth out. But, but the last thing was, the Black Lives Matter protests getting to the level that they did was also a shocker for me. Right. And, and, I, and I guess in my thinking, I'm saying maybe we kind of reached critical mass. Uh, so I guess maybe that was a positive shocker to see that so many people, and it wasn't just America, it was across the world, finally we're going to address, we're going to at least talk about these issues in a more sustained way. And I mean, it did end up being a, a big part of the, the presidential debate as well. So. We'll see if it leads to anything, but all of those things happening back to back to back was, you know, it was it was very interesting to see all of the different cities and town saying, no, George Floyd was will be, and she really wasn't, but will be like that that moment always we can't do this anymore. And then of course, Brianna Taylor happened, that's still up in the air, but yeah. Them, those moments were definitely eye-openers. I'm um I was thinking about some I was gonna mention the the black lives like after you were finished too just to see that because even here like people are thinking that the momentum is dying again because it's kind of the typical right it's this big uprising this big uproar and then it goes back to being quiet so people are kind of like upset that they think it's dying out already but I think people are still trying to remain committed. I'm just hoping that that commitment lasts beyond 2020, because even now, like I'm looking at um, adjunct professor positions and people are really making this, like this intentional, um, or this, I don't know, maybe it's just a display, right? Of we want a cohort of social justice, social equity scholars. And so you see like these batch eyes. I think one people, one university is hiring like 21 people um, across different disciplines that are focused on social justice, social equity 
in their scholarship. Um, there was another university who put out six. Um, and so like the, I might, my dissertation advisor was telling me that too. She's like, now's a good time for you. I'm like, girl, we'll see it because the rest of the dissertation, unless they want to take me as me. That's something that kind of escaped me before you did make a point about, oh, about the fizzling out. Um, I think it's important though for onlookers, especially people who do, you know, participate in these movements by amplifying it online. I think it's also important for people to understand that, that those forms of activism aren't sustainable. You, you can't get a riot constantly. Nobody have the energy, nobody have the time, nobody got the resources. It takes some bread money because while you out there protesting, they have light bill, water bill, rent, all of them something for pay. So it's important to understand that a lot of times it's not that things fizzle out. It's just that the work that needs to happen behind the scenes is happening behind the scenes and that requires way less people. And so those advocates are behind the scenes and lobbyists are running, running behind policymakers, getting the documents, reminding people that this happened and stuff like that. And so people will have to naturally go back to their everyday lives um, because we can't riot forever. So even if there's a revolution, you can't revolution forever. It has to end at some point and people have to rebuild and people have to quietly get society in the space that we want it to be. So it's important that we don't miss the forest for the trees because what, you know, the excitement and the real, real war, call out injustice. That's a first step. It never ends there. It never stops there. And I feel like if you, I feel like if you're really invested in seeing the change, it, it, it's incumbent on you to kind of find out who's doing what at the level you're operating at, you know? So I think, I think that's my thought on that. So I think, and I think that's what I hope the girls learn for 2020, <laughs> that you know, it, it, it has to go beyond the, the flare up, you know, it has to go beyond the, the moment when you all the open arms, um, because that starts there, and I think the, the conversation we had with Javed points to that. Like, you can't, you can't do certain types of ad activism and advocacy forever. Right. Not thing, but a lot of people, and so it has to be different styles of advocacy and activism that also heavily invest in self care. Because then we're not just constantly re-traumatizing and collectively traumatizing ourselves because we are investing being warriors and. Yeah, I don't think I don't think as a people we exist to be constantly fighting. Even if we, there will always have to be a fight for, for, for different forms of social justice. I don't think we exist as individuals to be in a perpetual fight. True, that's not true. But yeah, low lights. What were those moments? So outside of the, you know, the the big news. What were those moments in twenty twenty um, that? You know, you never did feel too good, though. You know, you know, you know, them some of them are large. Uh, at a personal level, maybe in your friendships, your relationships. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, low lights. I mean, I guess it's a low light, but in the end, it became like a highlight. I think during this, again, everything that you already were experiencing just became amplified, right? Um, nothing really felt new. It's just like, I've seen this before, but now I'm seeing it again. I think my husband and I went through a period where we were 
we were forced to kind of learn each other in this new setting, in this new environment, because this is the first I've ever spent this much time. Well, both of us, we spent this much time around each other, right? We're busy people. We both have work, we both have jobs. We have things to do outside of work. Um, and so you see each other pretty much like, you know, in the evenings where you exchange a few thoughts, say do 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 and keep it moving. But this time was just really like, I think we saw each other. And at first it kind of put a strain and we were like, what the fuck? Like we were having arguments where we'd be in the house and won't speak to each other for like four or five days on end. Um, I think one time we went like a whole week of just like the casuals, good morning, good afternoon. Have you seen my keys? Have you seen my wallet? Um, and just that was it, like no intimacy, no nothing. But I think also it was also another opportunity to kind of, like, like I said, learn each other in that light. But that was definitely one of the low lights because Lord God, nobody not like go through them type of struggling. Nobody not like think Jesus Christ sees at the end of marriage this. Um, at this will come to, at this will boil down to. Um, I think also, and that's where therapies, um, a therapist played a big role. We're like, look, we're gonna have to start talking to a therapist about some of this before it becomes this thing where we are filed for divorce uh, over foolishness. So let's just go talk. I remember one time it was just like so annoying. I was like, niggas, that how you really chew? Like, you want to this loud? It's for real. Like, I've read about that and I've seen those in videos and I thought, ha, 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 that's just weird for jokes, for shits and giggles. But I was literally sitting next to him like, do you always chew this loud? And I was like, yeah, we, um, yeah, we gonna have to do something because we starting to get on each other's nerves. Um, so that was definitely one of the low lights, but of course became like a highlight afterwards. Um, I think personally speaking, just a lot of things I was going through in terms of trying to process all that was going around, going all around me. I remember feeling like this, I don't know, almost like the best I could put it was like this is inner turmoil. It's like almost like an identity crisis where I was just trying to figure out what the hell is happening? What does that mean for me? And how the hell am I going to get on the other side of this? And I remember also at one point kind of feeling like I wasn't doing enough. I was like, Curry, you are 28 years old. Way out for sure fit. Way out for sure for being 28. So I remember that one point, like, I was just like, I don't, like, what is this? What, what am I doing? Like, what, where, where are we taking this? Um, but yeah, I think all of those kind of provided opportunities to, again, learn more about myself and become more self-aware and shit like that, so. So in the last one, I mean, you know, you sought help for the relationship, you know, to kind of give you that necessary support. And that's, and that's really important for people to understand. Like, you know, if it now work, get up outside, you know, somebody who can really make you guys recognize that what's really important. Um, but I want to talk, I want to hear you talk a little bit about like, how you get yourself out of that rut of feeling, oh, I'm this old and I haven't gotten in here. How do you, how do you deal with that? Ooh, I mean, for that, so for that particular piece, it was just understand, I think what I was doing really was comparing and like you said earlier on in this episode, you were like, you know, comparing when you see certain things happening for certain individuals around you, right? Especially like you're in the same circle and you're like, well, damn, what am I doing wrong? Like, here I am trying to pursue this PhD in the idea. I remember I had a friend who worked um, for a car thing and she, you know, every time we talked, she's like, why don't you come work where I'm working and stop making that bullshit money over there? 
But in my mind, it's like, I know that what I'm doing and what I'm going through is for a particular purpose and for a particular thing for me to accomplish. But at the same time, it's like, I want to do this. I want to check trips. I want to travel. I want to buy one name brand back one at a time. Name. Something. I just, I, I think it all just came like, girl, where really at though? What's really happening? And for me, what really helped was, um, honestly, prayer and devotion, but therapy, which I don't know who I was before my Jesus and my therapy. And I, <laughs> I was so ghetto before Jesus and therapy. And I think therapy honestly challenged me to think about things myself and things around me very differently, right? So whereas I'm seeing this as a lack, my therapist is like, but you just told me that you just did this, 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 and this. So exactly how are you not doing what you're supposed to do again? Um, and those are like important revelations. I like, I watch, I remember watching a whole lot of Ian Lafix My Life because I love her and she was talking that truth. And so she definitely helped. Um, I started challenging myself really to kind of um, change my mindset and change the things that I was saying about myself. Because a lot of the things that I was saying is not that I wasn't doing shit, right? Because over the years, if you look at the trajectory, you've seen that you're growing, but because you keep telling yourself you're not growing, you're not doing this, you're not accomplishing this, and not focusing on what you're actually accomplishing, that really like puts a damper on things. And so having to like kind of rewire the way I thought about myself, my, old, my younger brother, Kadeem, he would send me all these like different motivational things, things that he was listening to. And he just like shares them, not knowing that I was going through some of this shit, but those kind of things really helped, really thinking differently about myself, my surroundings, uh, what I was consuming um, in terms of like what I was listening to and watching really kind of helped me get through that rut. But therapy, y'all, if y'all could afford a therapist, get one. There you go. Mental health matters. Reach out before it's too late. Right. You know, you know, Jamaican, Jamaican communities, Jamaican diaspora, people, not, we don't take that, getting that kind of support seriously. Um, so yeah, reach out. Because we normalize some of that shit. That's one thing I was learning. I was like, uh, yeah, some of the shit that you actually went through was actually pretty traumatic. But we grew up in our culture with us, and not going to do some like you want. Go on, let's go do that. Go on, go to play, because foolish is your chat. But um, like we dismissed those type of things. And I wasn't like diagnosed with anything, but it was being able to, like Glenn Rice said, catch some of that before it gets too, too far into the deep end and trying to address some of that. And I was fortunate enough to be able to have insurance that covers therapy um, or just have access to materials that really helped me um, become more of who Kareem is supposed to be, AKA that bitch. <laughs> you better you better do it. Um, for me in terms of low light. Right. Um so I guess for me it's always been a consistent thing. Well, no, there were there were definitely moments. So I, the first one I'll talk about is what I had to let go of one of my daughters. Uh, mm -hmm. because she was doing things that, you know, I have rules, right? Um, and I don't allow certain behaviors that reflect poorly on not just me, but on, on the person doing it. And for me, for all of my children, it's all about growth and self-development. And if I recognize that you're not interested in doing that for yourself, um, then what's the point? What, what would they do, right? So 
there was one daughter in particular, she wasn't, it seemed that she wasn't interested in growing and becoming a better person. Um, in, and, and she was engaged in essentially certain self-destructive behaviors. I'm not getting into the details, but yeah, and she was on probation. You know, we put holes on probation. Um, and right as we were about to like revisit her, you know, readmittance, because there were some very clear criteria of like, we need to sort this out, this out, this out. And then in a couple of months, we'll discuss it. So the two months had elapsed and I said, okay, let me, I mean, Christy was saying it's about time. I was like, okay, I mess it on. And then right as we were about to discuss it, something else happened. I was like, ah, no, I am not being associated with that because yeah, not that behavior. So yeah, I'm just disappointed that somebody who did have the support, did have the, the opportunity to reach out, not, not necessarily to me because that's why I said the aunties are important. Reach out to Chris, reach out to Kim, or reach out to one of your sisters. I really didn't do that. And yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, but it is what it is. I love it, people. Mm-hmm. Also, also <laughs> um, the next one, um, I guess, low light. Well, for me, it's like a consistent low light. Wait, well, I don't know. Is this that? Uh, yes. So the next one, no, before we get to the consistent one, the next one is I did apply for something that I really wanted and I didn't get it. And I was like, is this a reflection of my body of work? Um, so recently that I reckon I, I, I wasn't sure this was like, is this a reflection of my body of work? Um, and it's something I've always been troubled with, which is like feeling like I'm doing enough, feeling like my work, um, I mean, it's kind of non-traditional way, you know, is something that people appreciate. Um, and so I don't usually apply for these guys. I mean, I like to talk, when I like to talk about certain, certain things. I'm not getting it really hit me, but, you know, I've, I've built up over the years, many systems of dealing with rejection and, I just had to allow myself to say, you know what? You have things for the girl. It is what it is. Certain things that need certain things just not going to work out for you, and that is life. And I did kind of reach out to my friends. So I have particular friends that I reach out to, especially when certain things happen to me, and allow myself to have my moments of vulnerability. The vulnerability, I may move past it. But you know, it's, I was definitely trying something as a you know, queer person applying for what I was applying for. and. I don't know. The thing is, I don't know if that hurt me or helped me, but it was important for me to say, I'm an out queer person doing this and, and it mattered to me. Right. So, yeah, I think that's also why I kind of like made me feel a little weird about it. And then the last low life, see, it's consistent. You know, say, overall, things are going well in my life. You know, I got my friends, I got my job, I got my family with a, with a Z. Um, and then the one thing that you know, consistently, at least for the past year or so, has not necessarily been going great. It's my abysmal love life. So it's like, there are just moments when you wish you had someone and, and, you, and you don't. And you try with different people and you realize that they don't necessarily meet the standard, primarily because they don't put out the requisite effort or in, in, in a few cases, they're just not a thing. So, um, yeah, those are, those are the low lights. Um, and in terms of, to just perhaps create my own question, which is how do you manage that? I feel like for the first two, 
we need to, well, for the daughter situation, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll have kids who, you know, will do well. And I, and I think one good example is just the fact that, you know, we push Anika, me and Javier and others push Anika to get her subjects done. And she got, she got her subjects and I'm really proud of that. So, you know, the work will show in some way to them, not everybody. And I think that's a lesson that our parents have to learn, you know, biological or not, that sometimes to recognize that how your, what your children do is not necessarily a complete reflection of you. All you can do is provide opportunities and space and they will do what they want. Just make sure you are doing what you think is right. Um, the other one is really I keep it pushing. Some people will, I learned very early on in life, some people will love what I do and some people won't. So you have to just accept that. Accept those that want in the same way you accept those that do. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, we got a long life. It's what it is. What girl I gonna do? <laughs> we can't make a man. So I'm just work with work home. Like you can't. I think all, I think in all of these examples, the guiding lesson is. In a minute, just stress over stress yourself over things that you can't control. Right. So focus on what you can and excel at it. Mm-hmm. That part there. Yeah. Focus on your own intentions because can't control all other things. You have a loose sleep if you sleep or try to eat. Hello. Let's start to show fear. I like I love New York. I love Glen. <laughs> I have all the eligible bachelors from all over the world. <laughs> Compete and fight for your love. <laughs> um, so it's been three years, you know, we've been doing this podcast consistently for a year, since it's two and three have been in, you know, 2020. How are you feeling? You know, what you've spent a good portion of this year working on this podcast, you know, what's that been like for you? Oh my God. It has been, it has been one of those things where. I never thought I'd be a part of something that would actually make such an impact. Um, Cause just to see people really engage with the podcast is kind of surreal. It's one of those things too, like you always heard a podcast and in my mind, I was just like, well, that's not something that I, like I, it's always one of those things that I don't really think I could do that. For some reason I thought it would have been like such a big, much a, a much bigger deal than what it really turned out to be. Um, but just really, seeing people's engagement with it and hearing of the impact that is happening um, because I'm like kind of removed from that piece because people listen here, but you don't really, and I guess I probably just haven't done a lot of work in trying to figure out what that engagement looks like on this side, but definitely on like in Jamaica, seeing people um, on Twitter kind of engage with the podcast and so on really does, um, it does warm my heart. And I'm like, you know what? I would love to see this become something big. And I think it has a potential to do that. So I'm excited about that as well, to kind of create more opportunities somehow, if not for ourselves, but for other individuals. And so I'm excited about that piece. Um, I'm excited about the people that I get to meet and the stories that we get to tell. Um, I remember like every time we, in, I, we, we, we interview somebody that I never knew, I'm like, I find, I find myself being so grateful. So for example, last week's episode um, with Javed, right? Like I said, I had Javed on Facebook and all of that, but we never really exchanged words except like a like here or there on his post or something. And so to actually have him in the space and talk to him and hear his story was so heartwarming, right? The same thing about Diana King, 
I was like, Jesus, he's the comic book Diana King, superstar of the world, and all these things. And look, she's like literally, I mean, not really in my living room, but you know, she's in my living room talking to me about her journey and so on. So just being able to have those opportunities to meet new people, put myself out there more has been um, very instrumental to just like my personal and professional growth. And so, yeah, I'm loving it. I'm here for it. Fish TV got your blood. Um, what about you? I mean, it's been so much fun. I mean, so for me, and I think I said this a couple of episodes ago, it's, I, so I feel like years later, somebody's going to go back to Fish E. Um, that's if it's not still up, or if it's still up, people just go through the old episodes. I'm realizing the magic of the queer theorizing that is happening. Fish E allows us to come together and say all the things that, you know, queer people want to say, queer people have been talking about um, in such, you know, such a fun and relatable way, but also on so many different topic areas. Um, and I'm just happy that we're, we've been able to do that. And frankly, if I need just t- my time for them, did I listen to Fish Team or the All right. All right. Um, so, yeah, I'm really happy to kind of just be a part of something that just what, based on what it represents um, is great. I mean, of course, not like people are really glad, like, I'm glad David, come on, I'm glad Shade, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Diana King was really just a wow moment. Like, damn, we could do that. Right. Um, and, you know, there have just been really some special moments. I'm really glad your mom came on as well. Okay, you know, a lot of people don't have that. A, 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 a Jamaican mother saying, I support my child, you know? Right. But in my context, she's in a lot of people don't have that. That mother that's not just willing to support you, but support you and your friends, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it really been able to provide a voice, not just for ourselves, but for so many different queer people at different points in their lives, um, and package all of those together. You know, we could serve you know, some nice fish tea. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I'm glad um, for what we've been able to do. I'm really glad for Cornell's vision at the start, and all the effort we put into getting us off the ground and getting us to where we are. Um, still sad to kind of know to know that she's not here with us right now. But you know, as Mr. Allah, we have been through. Awful. We have a nice piece of Carnell. He can't say his name like that. <laughs> so, what are you looking for? I mean, what about them? I'm grateful. You never mentioned a big, big baby father, the godfather of the gays. That's one of my favorite episode titles, by the way. We're not stop calling him, Javian. Sorry, we're not stop calling him. As long as fish teeth exist, your name I'm going to call. Oh, but you remind me, though. Um, big shout out to Lemar for coming on. You know, he yeah. gave us interesting perspectives that, you know, built on the conversation we had before and why indeed end up in a song after, after for, you know, quote out of context. But, you know, the fact that he continues to kind of, you know, engage and support, you know, and be open-minded is something great to see. You know? So, pick up Lemar and all the guys out there like him, especially the ones who participated over the year because this year I've been doing conversations with niggas I call them the niggas. 
So I've been speaking to the niggas about their nigger issues with us today. So big up to all the niggas who spoke to us um, because I felt like it's, it's, it's very useful in how we do our work and start to think about how do we bring men in and, and, and get them to be very honest about how they are. So yeah. Um, that's that's been something that I've been really grateful for this year as well. Just being able to have those kind of differential conversations about the work that I do. Oh, and by the way, big up Nicole and big up Lanville, right? Them giant team, I don't know what I want to sell, and I sell no lie. But it really started a year, I never know what to do. Big up Paige, Paige has left the flags, mm. but she actually picked up with Emily's system. I know there's a new person who just like, keep it keep it pushing for big up them. Like, big up Team J flag, but sorry. But I think I said this last time, but I'm going to say it again. For the stick through, when you would worry, some very grateful for all of the ways in which to keep my saying, especially during the transition. I'm big up Elsa, my husband. Because you're really only down, you know? So yeah, I'm to set up too. Big up everybody. Big up on a nice, clean self. Yeah. Oh. When fishy start making game money, we just start by beer present, come send, come go make. Yeah. <laughs> What are you looking forward to for next year? Not necessarily, but the, the abroad view, whether it is fishy, whether it is you, you know, what are you looking forward to? I'm excited about this trajectory that I'm on with everything that I'm a part of. And so I'm looking forward to, to that. I'm like really anticipating the next level of everything, the next level of fish tea, the next level of Kareem Willis and all these God knows how many projects that he's a part of and wants to be a part of. I'm excited for my own professional like um, prospects too. And Gurmel Fowler finishing the degree next year. I can't wait. I can't really miss it next year. I'ma just start right here, but that's okay. But that kind of brought you. I'm literally like I'm seeing this like I have like this perspective of everything, and it's all moving upwards. And I'm and I'm grateful for that, and really excited about what that's going to look like. What about you, friend? Oh gosh, um, what are you I look forward to? Huh, I guess I haven't really thought about it. Um, you know what? I'm looking forward to continued growth. It's all cliche, mm-hmm. but I feel like I really, like I said, I challenged myself a lot this year, and, and I did meet all of the challenges, but I met a good, met a good amount of them. Which kind of shows me that in here you can edit here with your mind as long as they're serious. I don't get about the excuses because if I want to only I can just play. Friend of you one. <laughs> That's my special power. I come with justifications like this. So yeah, I wanna continue to challenge myself a little bit more. I feel like I am becoming like I feel like me did say to myself last year so I start my on my journey to final for Glenroy, and I feel like May I, may I work on it, may I put things in place to get to final form glamorize. So yeah. Um definitely want to see how that goes. Um, as I kind of develop even I'm more complicated understanding my of myself and all my selves that are in myself as a house mother, as a friend, um, as you know, a director at J Flag, just all of these, as also a teacher at the faculty. Um, yeah, I wanna grow and focus more on my like my academic exploits and stuff like that find the time to write more and things like that um so i'm looking forward to just challenging myself more but also looking forward to my babies 
my babies challenging themselves as well and believing in themselves even just as much as I believe in them. Um, but yeah, so I look forward to look. I don't know why I'm going to ask you some answers. Girl, tonight. look forward to it. Everyone puts it out the same way. Look forward to it. I'm going to start to you. And if there's somebody right now, right? If it's up, it's up. Right? I'm going to ask you some about it. But yeah, definitely just, you know, I want to see myself just grow more and become more. And I, and I want to do that. Well, of course, maintaining all of the, the friendships and the relationships that brought me to this point. Um, especially as Jaden transitions out, in the back of my mind, I always wonder, like, the, our friendship naturally came from us working closely together. Um, and I just want to make sure, so no matter what the child I work, right, the friendship still are there. And I don't think, just based on what we've been doing in this trial period, if you can call it that, I don't think our friendship will change significantly. Even if when I around him as much as I was in the past, I just feel like, you know, we've organically become such close friends that I'm so, I've got no sense of probably just putting a little bit more effort in making sure that friendship stays, you know, where it is. But yeah, I think that's it. I just want to keep on my trajectory. Yes, my love. So cheers to growth and forward ever, backward never. Oh, that's, that's not like somebody's something to you. Yeah, probably, but you know. <laughs> wow. Oh my God, what a season, what a year, what a what? decade 2020 has been. That's my last question before we go. What are your Christmas plans? Um, you know, honestly, I don't know. I don't know. And it's so weird. Like everything is in limbo. I low-key wanted to try and go to Canada to see my friends, to see Cornell, to see um, Tafari and my sister. But they have like these kind of restrictions where we have to figure out if if it's just me alone. Because you know, it's a family, only family, immediate family, I think, or something like that. So can I go? Can I bring my husband? Do I have to go without him? Do I want to go without him? Not really. Um, but then my auntie, they're Jamaica, and she offered me a ticket for come to Jamaica. So I made a ticket about that as well. I'm not saying, she live in Mobi, so I mean, I can always stay there, but at the same time, it's like, oh God, do I really want to go through all of that? Or should I just stay home and try to create something, just do something here? But we'll see. If anything, I don't know, maybe I'll convince my family for us to just find a way to get away to like some, I don't know, some hotel or rent out a cabin, just to have some difference, just to shake it up a little bit. I don't know, but we'll see. We shall see. What I plan for you? Where and mommy are do? I mean, so our Christmas has been standard. Everybody got mommy at the eat. That's it. So, so I, I always back off December 25th. And I go home and I have to carry on with the eating. I mean, Andrew, the queen will say curfew at 7 o'clock on Christmas. You know, too much can go on. But, you know, there's that. Um, the my chosen family were supposed to be having a cute little in Kingston retreat, but men know they're supposed to work out the details and let me know because the girls are more plan and then no, no, <laughs> men are follow, follow up in a swagwan. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, um, so not, not a lot of major plans this Christmas, especially since you know the usual stuff. Yeah, you can't have the, the boxing day, I love soca. Okay, all of the you know the soccer people that start say that have a couple of events done none of that so it's just finding a little thing I know I want to have a cute little shindig at my place before Christmas you know so I 
invited the people that was at the cute little shindig um, yesterday. So they can be at that cute little shindig. And that cute little shindig will be within the Rona restrictions. I'm going to put that out there. Okay. Yes, because all this is not National Guard for us to not be able. Can you imagine me and, me and the National Guard for the team being you know, a belly blow? <laughs> Oh gosh, it would be a mess. But yeah, don't have a plan. Just I prepare myself for. I mean, I feel like all the way I think about 2021 as this big reset button. So yeah. When I do it, 2020 teach me a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> Proceed with cash at my love. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, but this has been really fun. It's been a it's been a great time with you. So I'm glad, you know. We made it through the air. Yes, sir. I'm just going to say to all our listeners, thank you, thank you so much for spending the last year with us. We hope we didn't nourish you all the way through child tribulations. That was the year, the decade, the millennia. That was 2020. Uh, we hope to see you in 2021. Remember to continue to like, share, subscribe, rate, you know, leave us a comment. Uh, you can give us your feedback at Fishing Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and on Instagram. And if you want to email us in a little bit more detail, it's fishkeepodcast at gmail.com. Um, thank you for all your love and support. You know, continue to, you know, tell me all you like the episode and tell, tell me where you want to next up on the socials and wherever. Um, have a happy holidays. Um, and in all things, stay the fishing. Bye. Bye. Bye.